Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes it makes the news, makes it big, or makes us <laughs> bad. One not bad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 514. And this is a very important episode for a couple of reasons. First of all, the uh, pandemic, unless you're on the West Coast, is not in full swing. It's it's like a West Coast swing out there. Yeah. It's a whole different yeah, dance. Yeah. Um, but uh, the rest of us are just uh, warily eyeing our uh, pending apocalypse. And uh, we are also joined by Keith from Modest Needs. Hey, you guys. How are you doing? Hey. We are so far so good. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to be here. I've, I've missed you. It's great to be here. So, Keith, uh, we had a pretty big year this year. Yeah. Did um, we? No. Now, no. now it, it's, it's in large part to your super mysterious donor who donated as much as our audience donated. That's right. But... But uh, but genuinely, the audience for our show and for the Puzzle and the Thunderstorm shows w- donated an immense amount of money this year. We broke 300,000. 306, right? I yeah, think that was 306 the, the was the total. Uh, and we just, wanted, we just wanted to get you on and talk a little bit about sort of what that did, uh, what our audience was able to do to help your organization this year. Well, that I'm, I, I would love to tell you. Let me just start by saying... Uh, I, I can't, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm a little short for words because I mean, what do you say to people who help you raise that kind of money in a month? Okay. It's just, just unbelievable. Uh, the generosity of, of your, your community. And I'm, I'm grateful to be able to work with you. Uh, but let me give you just like an idea of, of what that meant. We funded more people in November than we had funded in the whole year up to that point. Oh, wow. Okay? That's so exciting. That is great. We have not yet said no to anybody. Not since November. Oh, my God. Holy shit. We've been able to fund eventually, not not always instantly, yeah. but eventually, every person who has asked for our help, who, who especially those who, who really needed it. I mean, we knew they needed it and they needed it fast. We've been able to get the help to them. And let me tell you how we're actually using the funding because, you know, I, li- I like to stretch a dollar, you know, take it <laughs> as, as far as we can, right? So what we're doing is we're taking this this giant pool of money that, that we have gotten and we're using it to start applications and we're using it to bring applications very close to being fulfilled. Now, see, the reason we're doing oh, that, Mark, that's we clever. know... That other people will will if once if we start it, they'll come in and work with it. So we get a little extra money going in there. We can save some of that and use it later. And if we get it close to being fulfilled, we know there's somebody who wants to come in and have the thrill of finishing that yes. out. Yes. Yep. 
And so, so who doesn't love to swoop in for the big finish? Like that's who doesn't love the money shot? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit who you are. You fast forward. All right. You fast forward. Yeah. We all do it. (laughs) Come on. We all want to see. The climax. Well, of I want to watch an eight-minute video. <laughs> Come on! Oh my God! How did I get hooked up with you, Mister? Uh, <laughs> no. You're in bed with the devil now. Yeah, now you're stuck. Know, know, now I'm you're not. stuck here with us. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Oh my gosh! Okay. Um, but, no, but no, seriously. Let me. I want to share something with you. I, th- I think you're audience, your your community is going to love this. I'm going to give you an example uh, of one that we did, an application that we did uh, actually on Saturday of this week. Okay. So we're talking about what, three, four days ago. Uh, this will give you a sense of what, of what you're actually achieving. So the, the story is, is really simple and, and pretty uh, intense. Uh, the title of the application, this woman says, I have breast cancer and just buried my only child. The expenses oh. meant I couldn't pay rent help. And she goes on to say, uh, you know, exactly what she just said. She's a single mom. She has been diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. She's doing chemo and the treatments make her sick. So she misses work. And on top of that, her son, who was an, it was, you know, he was older, you know, like an adult, uh, like 18 or 19, he died and she had him cremated because that's what she could afford to do. And it says here between his cremation, my medical expenses and the time off I've had to take because the chemo made me sick. I won't be able to pay my rent. I've never completely missed a rental payment before, but my landlord is all about business. <laughs> and if I can't pay both February and March's rent by March 4th, I'm going to be evicted. Oh. So, so let's, what is, t- is today not the 4th? Uh, it, was, is, it, it was a couple days, was t- that's two right. days so, ago. Or? Yep. Yeah, so we, yeah, we paid that on the 3rd. Okay, so, oh, that's so, so great. But listen, no, here's, here, th- all of that's great, but this is what you need to hear. This is the, the thank you note that this, this woman wrote. It's just, this is something else. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. It says, today, just when I thought nothing could get any worse, as I was thinking of giving up, be- and that was my only answer, I received the help I so desperately needed for modest needs. I can't begin to tell you how much that turned my life around. I do have hope, and giving up is no longer an option. If people like you have faith in me, then I have to have faith also. I won't lie, it hasn't been easy. Losing my child didn't define me, but it sure changed me. For what you've done, you've restored a lot of what I thought I had lost, and words can never express what you have given me back. And not because you had to, because you wanted to. And that fills my heart when it was so empty. You've given me more than you realize, and I can't thank you enough. And I won't forget who gave me my new outlook on life. I hope one day I can help someone the way you've helped me so kindly. A million thank yous couldn't say it enough, but know from the bottom of my heart, you've given me what I needed to pick up the pieces and carry on. You renewed my strength and gave me the strength to be the person I can be. Thank you with all my heart. Wow. That is unreal. Well, and now it's all dusty in our That's studio. Unreal. And like, yeah. I don't, it's a, uh, what? That is something else. You made me feel feelings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's no. on you, Keith. That's, I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, such a jerk like that. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that can't be an isolated incident though, right? I mean, no. that's, that's a, that kind of thing almost certainly happens a lot. You had told us stories before that people who are 
uh, who do get help do come back and become people who donate to to I modest needs amazing. more than more than ever before. I, really, we're we're seeing a, a huge percentage of our our uh, the families that we help come back and and also uh, work to help others and very generously too. Especially when you consider that these were the people who needed help. And there was one person today who pledged twenty dollars mm-hmm. a month. And they're a former applicant. That's so. And yeah, that's yeah. a huge. That's a huge commitment. That is. People uh, just you know, so, need that. Like, they just need to have help that one time to just not fall into that cycle. Yeah. That's and what I love know, so it, much about your organization. It keeps people well, out of the grinding gears. Absolutely, that's absolutely right. And you know what you have to do is you got to take what I just read you and multiply that by around 400 or so. Oh my god. And that's what's happened since November wow. because of you guys. Wow. Yeah. So so your community really Yeah. Uh I I, I just on behalf of all of these people who you've helped I I cannot thank you enough. Yeah. Our community uh, is I'm generous. So, man, I'm just I'm just so so lucky to be able to work with you. Thank you. Yeah. Our, you know, com- our community is very generous. They're just very generous. Yeah, they're they really they're beyond generous because it's not a moneyed community. Like it's a very diverse community, but like we have so many listeners that, you know, they write us and they're not in a good spot and they still give, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's that, that kind of generosity is, is incredible to me. Cause it's, it's one thing for those with money, those who have to give, and that's not nothing. I, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And people should, if they have extra, they should, you know, have philanthropy in their lives. What I find amazing though, is the, the strength of our community with people that are giving what little that they have. You know, yeah. they give little bits because they mm-hmm. have, so many of them have little bits. They write into us to say like, you know, I gave X amount. I wish I could have given more, but I'm just at this place in my life. I'm a student. I'm on a fixed income. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in Mississippi I'm working or three some jobs. horrible thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Right. But you know, I'm going to tell you something and I, I don't know why this happens this way, but that specific kind of generosity seems to beget more generosity. Does that, does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah. So somehow that happens. And I, and I have no doubt that it's, it's those kinds of, of contributions. I mean, especially those kinds of contributions that really help drive uh, everything we've been able to do since, you know, we uh, did this in November. So, I mean, especially to those folks, I mean, I, I also know exactly what it is to be uh, on that fixed uh, that yeah. fixed income and and listen when you give up it, it's one thing to to help somebody but when you sacrifice something to help them yeah. boy that's just that's just a that says a lot about your character and about uh, what your values are and I, I I really have a lot of of love and respect for those people so I want to ask you and I'm not going to ask you to identify of course but the anonymous donor was so key to pushing us just so far above and beyond. And I think it was motivating for our audience to know that every dollar that they donated was matched. So I'm certain that you've had conversations with that individual. Oh, have we ever had conversations? I I just want to get a a sense of the flavor. How excited were they? What what was their reaction to this whole thing? Okay, so you you have to understand when they set the initial, I think we started at 100, didn't we? Yeah, it was 100 this year. We were all blown away by that yeah we were oh, yeah. nervous we weren't going to be able to use it yeah we thought know? we were gonna we thought we were gonna maybe scratch 50 and that is also i think what he thought <laughs> <laughs> and so so you know he was like dude whoa what are you doing over there and uh no he was he he has been i mean just just absolutely ecstatic and he's already pledged to do it again next year oh yeah. so great so 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 the the amount tbd 
But mm-hmm. uh, my, I, I, it's there's been a hint that it's going to go up. Oh, no, wow. I, that would be great to hear. Because, you know, like these things are exciting for people. People want to be a part of something. And I have to imagine for for whoever that donor is, like he probably got excited by this too and probably was was caught up in the momentum of it as well. Like it doesn't happen if it's just that guy. And it doesn't happen the same way if it's just our community. But it's that that synergy between you know, big, giant, impactful, single donors like the gentleman who uh, donated so much. And then the hundreds, uh, thousand donors. thousands. Yeah. Thousands. thousands of donors that made up made up all the balance of it. Like that role, that synergy is just, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's how things are supposed to work, you know? And not, not just at, at modest needs, but really, I think, generally, right? People do what they can. Uh, and we all come together and make this world a, a better place for all of us. And I, it was really a pleasure to see that happen. But yeah, to, I mean, he, he's beside himself. He's <laughs> That's so good. really, uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> and I, I have to tell you, I've known, I've known this guy a long, long time. And it was really, really fun to stick it to him a little. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Oh, that's he, so good. Yeah, take that for yeah. helping people, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, he must be an incredible person to, yeah. to have given that Genuinely. way. And He's you know, great. obviously, we don't know his name, but we we do all want to extend our thanks. Yeah. I know our audience wants to yeah, as well, for so. sure. I want to ask you, uh, Keith. Here, so we're you know we're in the middle of a political primary. I'm not going to ask you a political question in, in general, but um, you know, we we are in the middle of a political prim- primary for the Democratic side. And mm-hmm. uh, what's on the table and a lot of people are talking about is healthcare in this country and how people yes. get healthcare and universal healthcare and Medicare for all, all these, all these terms are being thrown about. Uh, I want to ask you if you just have a round number in your head, how many people that you deal with that are dealing with large medical payments? I, I can tell you in round numbers, how many of the people who come to us are somehow struggling with medical if, if you think back, the, the person who, who I just told you about, right, yeah. uh, with breast cancer, that's that's one, right? Yeah. Right. Um, easily, easily 50, at least 50, probably closer to 60%. 60% of the people are struggling in this country, not being able to pay for health care, and they have to go to another place to, I mean, uh, one, of the, one of the people that I've been talking to a lot this week has been saying, uh, you know, GoFundMe is one of the one of the ways that people pay for medicine in this country. I have heard. I have also heard that. Yeah, you know, GoFundMe is doing. I mean, because because they don't have the same kinds of vetting and limits. You can ask for you know a yeah. hundred thousand dollars for a major surgery there, which you obviously can't do at Modest Needs. Yeah. Uh, but we see an awful lot of the fallout from people who yeah. you know. Let me. Here's the thing: you got to get all right. The people who go to GoFundMe, they don't have insurance at all. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the people who come to modest needs, a lot of them do have insurance and they can't even handle the copays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you get so expensive and, and listen, having just, you know, I, I understand that. I really do. It's, it's insane what, what medical care costs in, in this country. So it's obvious that we have to find some way to, to get that under control. Uh, and, and I hope that this is the time we finally do that. I, I do want to talk about uh, one message that you did send to us. We tried to see if we could coordinate talking to the person, but you sent us a message that I thought was really touching. Um, a message about a woman who was trying oh, to go yeah. to Madison's medical school. That's right. Yeah. That's, oh gosh, you, I'm so glad you remind me about yeah. that. That I think that letter has has moved up to be in the in the top say three 
that I've ever gotten uh, since Modest Needs. But can you uh, have, can you tell the you, story? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I I remembered it when I got the letter. I, okay, now you got to remember this is back in the early, early, early days of Modest Needs, like within a couple of months after it launched. And and things were, were really different then. There was not the same sort of, you know, process and organization. It was me trying to sort through what was going on. Yeah. And I got this letter. It was just so moving. This This woman was trying to get into medical school and she had managed to get an interview at a medical school. And that is, as you know, that's a big deal. So she couldn't afford to go to the interview. Uh, she didn't have a, a car that could take her. Uh, even if she had, she wouldn't have had gas money. So I, I believe she asked us for a bus ticket. I oh, think damn. that's what it was. Uh, and it was not not very expensive. It was this when you talk about modest needs. It was like eighty bucks. Uh, wow. But she was going to have to. She was going to have to be on the bus for hours and hours and hours. So. Uh, this is this is the way things happened a lot back then. We had just been, you know, on on the news somewhere, and we had a little extra money. So uh, instead of the bus ticket, we bought her a plane ticket, and we flew her there and back. Uh, and she first when she found out that was going to happen, she about lost her mind. Right, so she was so, so excited. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, she, she, you know, she, we fund it and we bought her the plane ticket and okay, look, that was eight, 18 years ago. Okay. 18 years. And so this year out of nowhere, we get the mail and, uh, you know, we check, check the email and, and there's this letter that this, this person has written. And she says, basically, I went on to go to medical school I graduated, I became a physician, and I've gone on. Now I'm like the head of, of a department in, in, a, in a hospital. You know, I run this particular department. And that funding, that money that you use to buy the plane ticket, I just want you to know that there are thousands of people that I worked with who wouldn't have gotten medical care, who I couldn't have worked with if it had not been for that plane ticket. That was a turning point in my life. And it really sort of drives home, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. just just how much one one thing can make or break you. I mean, who knows what, what would have happened with her and uh, and the people that more importantly, the people that she's been able to help. Right? Uh, if, if it hadn't been that she was able to go uh, to that interview, and the reason she was able to go to that interview was because back in the earliest days when nobody knew what we were. There, there were still people out there who would stumble across modest needs and, and chip in, you know, $20 here, $10 there, $100 there. And, you know, it just happened. We had the money for a plane ticket when she asked. And that was I think that's one of the best things I've ever read about the long term impact of, of a small grant like this. I mean, that's that's it's amazing. And again, like I know that it's, it's baked right into the name, but it's like for so many people like that's. It's such a small amount of money compared to the in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of a life, it's it's such a small amount of money, but like the impact is enormous. And that's somebody whose whose talent and intellect and skill set may have otherwise been totally fucking squandered. Yeah. Just yep. yeah. just absolutely just like fucking squandered for yep. for four twenty dollar bills. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. For you know, like an evening at DoorDash, yeah. you know, for real. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just for real. It's like for, for real. Fuck's sake, like, 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 like that just can't happen. Yeah. Like we just we can't let that happen. And I'm so grateful to be able to work with this community and to work with you 
to make sure that that doesn't happen yeah. in, in the in the ways that we can. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's because yeah. that stuff matters. It makes a big difference. It really, it really does make a big difference. And you know, uh, that that's what I really love the most about modest needs. The idea that I, I think that so many people out there in, in, you know, the world, the, the country, Chicago, New York, they would be thrilled to help these people if they just knew that the yeah. need was, they just don't know. Yeah. Right. So that's really what modest needs most important job has become is letting you know what you can do, you know, like what the possibilities are. And it's, it's just great. I mean, it, it, to watch it sort of fulfill what I think is its, its best purpose uh, thanks to all the folks out there who are just generous enough to come and do this. Uh, it, it's really a, a wonderful, moving thing. And I feel very lucky to get to do this every day. You know, I'm reminded of like, you ever see somebody standing? I'm sure you have. You're in New York. So you see somebody standing on the side of the road and they've got a sign. It says like, mm-hmm. I just need $20 for a bus ticket, right? And right. like, we all walk past that guy. And and to be frank, like at least me, I don't want to talk for anyone else. You think, you don't need $20 for a bus ticket. I've seen you here, you know, every day of this week. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. if I knew we just needed $20 for an actual bus ticket, I would love to give that guy $20 for a bus ticket. I would love it. I would be thrilled. And like what Modest Needs does is make sure that yeah. like that guy who really needs $20 yeah. for a bus ticket doesn't need to stand on the corner holding yeah. a fucking sign yeah. and begging people for a small amount of money just to have a goddamn opportunity to have a normal life. Like that's hundred percent right. Like I love that about you guys. Oh, thank you. That I, I appreciate that so much. It, it's it, it. You're exactly right. I mean, that, that's our biggest thing. Make sure it's right. Make sure you're right, and then go ahead. You know, that's really what it is. Uh, and we just make sure everybody is, uh, you know, on the up and up, and make sure that we can. Uh, you know, make sure that people know exactly where their money's going. And that also is very rewarding. So it's, it's a good, it feels good to give, but it feels even better to know that you gave and it did something. Yeah. Uh, and being able to see what it did is I think a great thing. So I, I want to ask you about um, kind of the, the, the subject on everybody's mind right now, the, the coronavirus and the pandemic and everything. Um, you know, one of the, one of the worries, Washington County in Washington state recently put out a notice asking everybody, all 2.2 million residents, to work from home if possible. Right. You know, the state of California just declared for the whole state an emergency. The state of Washington declared the state of Washington in a state of emergency. So as this thing kind of like moves on and we don't know what's going to happen with it, um, so many people can't work from home. Like, it's real nice and easy to say like, well, work from home. Like, just get your laptop from the office and go home and plug in on your home internet and work from home. And that's that's wonderful if you happen to have that privilege. But we're in a world that is still, by and large, a service-driven economy, which means that most that's people right. can't work from home. The vast majority of people cannot work from home. Um, have you thought at all about how this is going to, how the coronavirus situation, the pandemic is going to impact people's needs with their limited paid time off that we have in this country, no disability insurance that so many people carry is this something in your planning or on your minds right now oh it's it, listen we we already have a, a plan for this we you can actually if you go to the modest needs site now you can see the prototype for that plan because you know we don't have, this is not something we have to guess about whenever there's a, a catastrophe we know you know major disaster we know what people are going to need and what disaster agencies are going to be able to provide and that's a very different thing than what we do right yeah but uh let me just tell you one of the what we're doing right now. Now you guys know I'm originally from Nashville, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so you, did you see all the yeah all the, the tornadoes? Yeah, down tornado there. down yeah. there was huge. Okay, so you know one of actually is a crazy thing. One of Modest Needs' of first board members lost her home. Oh, just oh God! Okay. And and if if it hadn't been for the little sirens, you know, that are on the phones now that ring, you know, when this happens, uh, is is very likely one of her children wouldn't be alive because oh a piano came uh, and you know landed on his bed. <gasps> so they had just gotten him out and downstairs. So yeah, I mean the the, it, the damage the the devastation station really can't be understated in the parts of the, the city where that hit. And uh, here's what, you know, everybody's looking at these images and everybody's like, oh my gosh, how are we going to rebuild that house? How are we going to, and that's sort of where people's giving, you know, is focused right now. And it's where it should be. But here's what also is happening that people are not thinking about. The, the Nashville economy, it, it, maybe more so than a lot of economies, is driven. You talk about a service-driven economy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're talking about entertainers, right? I mean, that's what you do. It's entertainers and restaurants and bars. Yeah. And, you know, you can't, you know, cook from home and serve it at the restaurant. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that it would. But anyway, um, so a lot of businesses are just right now not open because they're, they're damaged, you can't go to work. They're going to have to be repaired. Now, those people are—they still have their homes. They—they they weren't, they weren't necessarily impacted directly. Being a tornado didn't land right. on their house, but they're going to lose the next three weeks' pay. Yeah. Now, if you're already struggling to get by, what do you do when you lose three weeks' pay? I mean, what what is it that you do? Yeah, you you uh, pick which bill you're going to pay. Exactly. Yeah. You and. And, and that is just not what needs to happen. So what we're doing right now in Nashville, uh, sort of a smaller scale, is what we will do uh, on a bigger scale for the coronavirus. Uh, and that is that we are, well, for Nashville, we're trying to raise a, a little pool of money up front uh, so that we, so we're ready to go when people come to us starting in about two weeks, which is what we know is going to happen. Uh, so what we're going to do is pr try to pay the rent for them. Okay. Uh, yeah. One month's rent that will get as many people as we can. That will get them back on track uh, if they, you know, if they're back to work because that's the biggest expense. And that's frankly, that's the one they're not going to be able to pay is is their rent. You know, right. so so we're going to try to help with that. Now for the coronavirus, what we're going to do, I mean, we're, we're probably not going to do an upfront uh, fundraiser because th this is going to be a rolling situation. You know, people are going to be coming in all the time. But what we're going to do is change uh, for people who are affected by the coronavirus, rather than have to go through and pick which bill they need and, and all of these other things, probably we're just going to say, if you if you can show us that you are out, you are out of work because of the coronavirus and the funding is available, we will help you with, with a, a month's rent is what we're going to try to do. That's, wow. uh, That's so great. And that, that's how we're going to do it. So, uh, you know, now how much money will we have to do that? I don't know. I mean, let me tell you as much as much as we did over the holidays, when you start talking about a pandemic, yeah. it's, it, it you know, only goes so far, but we're going to be there doing that for as long as we, as long as we can. And we're going to keep fundraising until either, uh, the need disappears, uh, or, or there's just, you know, there's no more money out there, but I'm sure, pretty sure the need's going to disappear before there's no more money out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can help out. Maybe we can help out. Uh, if you, uh, tell our listeners right now where they can go, I'm sure that they'll be able to donate. Well, this is, well, if you want to come and help out with the Nashville thing, that would really be great. Uh, if it's on the um, modestneeds.org. Uh, if you look there, featured applications, and it's one of the featured applications on the homepage. If you just click that, you can make a quick donation, anything you want to do. Very, very simple. Uh, when it's coronavirus time, 
you know, I, if you'd like to, I can tell you then more about exactly how we're going to proceed. But I've, I've already given you, I think, what the, what the goal is. And I think that I think that's a, a solid way to approach this, don't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I do. I'm, I'm worried that the one of the greatest impacts the virus is going to have is going to be a very dramatic economic impact as, you know, we slow down as the economy slows and grinds in some places to a temporary halt, there are so many people that don't have anything in the kitty. Like there's no halting. You halt, like you say, you halt for three weeks. It's, it's a goddamn panic. Um, yeah, and that's, that's most of America right. has no cash reserve. Most yeah. of us don't have anything. Yeah. Business mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. That's exa- that's exactly right. We're just, we're just going to have to do the best we can to help each other out. There's, this is going to be a time where we all pitch in and help each other as best we can with what we have. Uh, we're going to do our best to facilitate that. Uh, and, you know, I guess I guess the best part about doing it through modest needs is that we can actually give you something for it. We can give you the tax, the tax deduction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so so at least we'll save you some money next year on on your taxes. Uh, and you'll know that you kept somebody from becoming homeless over this stupid virus, you know, but yeah. uh yeah, it's it's going to be rough. But <laughs> but I do I mean, really I would I would like to say that it's just you know being from Nashville it's sort of personal to me if there's anybody out there who'd like to go and uh help these folks out. You know, we we set a goal of $50,000. We we don't necessarily think we were going to make that goal, but whatever we have in advance so that we can just start stamping those things approved as soon as we get them. Uh I'd really love to be able to do that. That's important. Yeah, very important. Well, Keith, we want to thank you so much for coming on and and we we were looking forward to working with you this upcoming year. Uh, we hope that people who are listening to this will be saving their pennies, either donating it now uh, to help the people in Nashville or just saving their pennies for the upcoming Vulgarity for Charity this year. Uh, we want to thank you for coming on modestneeds.org. You can donate anytime. And Keith, we will talk to you hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, I hope so too, you guys. Listen, thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you. Hey man, thanks for the work you do. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, here comes another ad read completely devoid of any comedy, humor, or creativity. Enjoy. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code GLORY at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts a sexy item for him a special gift for her and a third item you'll both enjoy and six free spicy movies plus free shipping that's glory g-l-o-r-y that's offer code glory at checkout at adamandeve.com Fucking has never been so fun. All right, that's good. Hopefully that'll keep everybody happy. Oh, your last ad was too cringy and it's not funny and I don't like the singing. Are you still recording? No, 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 stop recording. I don't want this on tape. Stop. China has total respect for Donald Trump's very, very large brain. They call her Pocahontas. I am the chosen one. You are fake news. Okay. I am the least racist person. Uh, Look at my African-American over here. Look at him. He's a comer. Grab him by the pussy. Stop it. So this weekend, Trump, uh, we want to talk about Trump's, uh, his 
response to uh, the coronavirus, uh, basically uh, talking about how he's pointing to the Obama administration. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Trump on Hannity and uh, the misinformation that he spread there. Uh, he's, we're going to talk about Trump's, uh, his lawsuit. Uh, that is, uh, he's, he's suing the New York Times and uh, he, he's suing them for having an opinion on the opinion page. <laughs> and uh, also the Trump campaign is sending out uh, surveys that look like census and say the word census on them. So why don't we start there? Uh, Facebook recently banned yep. uh, an ad from the Trump campaign. Really crazy to me that Facebook would do something like, I don't know, ban something. Yeah, like uh, moderate some of the content on its goddamn right? platform. You figure that they probably wouldn't do that normally, but I guess yep. they might've got a lot of pressure for this. Uh, the the uh, it, is, it is listed like a survey and it looks like a survey, but it does use the word census. Yeah. And a census is a very specific type of survey that you shouldn't be... Uh, can like comparing this to yeah well you know what what's crazy is like the census coming up it's vital that everybody be counted right yeah. because it's how we draw congressional districts and it's like how we decide who gets represented it's how we allot money there's like 1.7 trillion dollars worth of money tied directly to the uh kind of the population count and distribution of population that's that's determined by the census and, you know, the Republicans don't want everybody to stand up and be counted. They right. want only certain people to be counted, right? And they've been very clear. They've gone to the Supreme Court to try to prevent and to try to make it more difficult <laughs> did you see for what, people to be counted. Did you see what happened? Um, speaking of being counted, yeah. did you see the, the the lines that the people of color had to deal with in Texas? No. The, 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 lack, the lines to, to vote? They closed a bunch of voting centers in Texas, and tons of voting centers in the black areas. So they're waiting. One guy had to wait seven hours to vote in the primary. Are you fucking seven kidding me? Hours. That's, seven hours. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's just straight obstruction. That, people called it a poll tax. And it's true. That's a poll tax. It's essentially yeah. a poll tax. Yeah, if I have to travel super yeah, far, it costs to, money. Well, if I have to travel super far, yeah. if I waste my day. Yeah, because if right. I'm a worker, what else am I going to do, right? right? That's a poll tax. You're wasting my day when it shouldn't be that bad. You closed all these things in our area specifically because of this. Because yeah. you didn't want to hear our voice. They never closed that shit down like no. Hinsdale. Fucking you know hey, I mean? no. Not like, Hinsdale, not right. Naperville. Naperville's right. got plenty. You fucking Zoom right through. Yep. They'll take your they'll take your shit at the drive-thru right, in exactly. Naperville. Yeah. Where, where, where I, I live. I text it in. Right. <laughs> but where I live, it is like, I drove to a polling station last, last time I voted. I drove to the polling station and they're like, oh no, we changed your polling station. You have to drive to the other one. And I was like, I already drove like three quarters of a mile. I got to drive another, <laughs> seriously, one mile to yeah, the next polling mile. station. Yeah. That's, a, that's how far it was. Cause it's like, like they're not going to fuck you over. Like in, yeah. in an affluent white community, they're just not going to fuck you over, right? It's just not going to happen. But you know, yeah, minorities, yeah. fuck you, right? Because they don't want minorities to they be They don't want counted. them to vote. They don't want them to be counted, just right. like in the census thing. Yeah. And like, just to be super clear, in case there's, so there's no confusion, this Facebook ad was from the Trump administration. And when you click on it, it takes you to a page. This is what it says. And when you click on the thing, this is just says, a survey just for Donald Trump. That's all it is. It says, Official 2020 Congressional District Census. Yeah. That is, that is a, that's not just misleading. That's flat out fucking lying. Yeah. And even Facebook, who allows lying. <laughs> yeah, who's like fine with it? Facebook has said it's okay for candidates to yeah. lie. Like that yeah. is, that does not violate our policies. But Facebook does have a written policy that bans anything that would 
like spread misinformation about the census. Specifically, they have a policy about the census. And so when this was challenged, they were like, well, no, it's about the, it's it, this is really an ad for the campaign. And they looked at it further, like, no, actually this violates our policy against misinformation around the census itself. It's from the Trump, it's, it's from Trump. It's yeah. not from like friends of Trump or supporters of Trump or super best friends, super pack of Trump. It's from yeah. Trump. It's yeah. uh, it's like, it's not like, oh, you know, maybe it's not really tied. It's fucking, it's them. Yeah. Like, and it is, it's, it's not just misleading. It's flat out fucking lying because yeah. they're using that word on purpose. Well, and, you know, here's, here's a perfect example of what happens when your power goes unchecked. When suddenly you feel like you can't do, there's nothing you can do that people are going to try to stop you for or reprimand you for. You know, he has had an essentially a total run. He's run amok over anything that's coming his way. He hasn't, he hasn't once put his foot on the brake the entire no. time he's been president. He's been breaking rules constantly left and right. And we now we know that there, there's no teeth <clears throat> behind a lot of the stuff that he does. There's just no teeth behind it. He can break whatever rule he wants and nobody cares as long as the Republicans are there in the Senate to be able to protect him. As long as he has his guys to protect him, there's nothing that can happen. Yeah. So even if he's, even if this is brought up in, in front of an ethics committee, even if the oh, people yeah. see this and this is brought up in front of an ethics committee and people hear it and then they, they file a formal complaint, nothing will happen. Literally, Really, nothing no, will happen. No, it's like it's a sternly worded letter. Yeah, that you then laugh at yeah. and throw in your shredder. Who Absolutely. Cares? Uh, he wants to sue uh, the New York Times for having an opinion. And why, why don't we just listen to this really quickly? How uh, your campaign uh, today sued the New York Times for an opinion piece? Yeah. Is it your opinion or is it your contention that if people have an opinion contrary to yours, that they should be sued? Well, when they get the opinion totally wrong, as the New York Times did, and frankly, they've got a lot wrong over the last number of years. So we'll see how that, let that work its but way through the courts. Right? No, no, if you, if you read it, you'll see it's beyond an opinion. That's not an opinion. That's something much more than an opinion. They did a bad thing. Uh, and there'll be more coming. There'll be more coming. That's much more than opinion. It's from the opinion page. What else can it be? Is it a gun that shoots you when you open the paper? Yeah. What could it possibly be other than an opinion? Uh, will, will you, the government, like, it's the First Amendment. The government cannot impinge upon the free speech of the citizenry. Yeah. Like, the, the, the papers, the goddamn free press, like, are you fucking kidding me? How do we have a free press if the government can sue because they don't like the opinion page of the newspaper. I like well I think I'm, he's thinking it's slander, I guess. I don't know, but like but like you're a public figure like slander is like it like you can do would say anything almost. Yeah. I mean, there are almost no limits when you're a public sure, figure. Yeah. But like the opinion page of the New York Times like we, is this the road that we want to go down? How this is autocratic. This is genuinely this is the road despotism. they want to go down. This yeah. is genuinely the road they're happy on beyond. Look at all those drooling fans he gets everywhere he goes. This is the road they are happy to be on. If you're in a place where the second amendment is more important than the first, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You just are. <laughs> like you're just, you're just a goddamn oh. fool. Yeah. So uh the coronavirus. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, let's talk about this story. Yep. This is from Vox. Uh, he says, this is just my hunch. Trump goes on a Fox News, uh, on Fox News and spreads misinformation about the coronavirus. He's on Hannity. And uh, here's, there's, there's a lot he yeah. said. Why don't we just read what he said aloud? It's four paragraphs worth. So I think the 3.4% number is really a false number. Now, this is just my hunch. But based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this, 
because a lot of people have this and it is very mild. They will get better very rapidly. They don't even see a doctor or call a doctor. You never hear about those people. So you can't put them down in the category in overall population in terms of this corona flu or virus. So you just, you can't do that. All right, let's stop there. Talk about that paragraph. Okay, every single thing is wrong. First Pretty of much, all, yeah. the, the, the president should not be calling into question. When this is a 3.4, we're talking about the lethality, yeah. right? So the, the president should not be using hunches to trump the who. Yeah. Right. So if the World Health Organization or the CDC who studies these things and understands how numbers and statistics works, and it's not just I took the total number and I divided the fucking number of dead people into it. It's a little more statistically rigorous than sure, that. A little bit. To come up to the just fucking lethality yeah. rate of a fucking yeah. emerging virus. Yeah. Like you don't get to have a hunch. You don't like you just you're not allowed to. Like yeah. at, at some point, you're too important to talk about your fucking hunches. Yeah. I can have a hunch, you can have a hunch, but fucking like, unless you're Starsky and Hunch, it doesn't fucking <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, do <laughs> it, do it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Unless you're fucking ringing a bell at Notre Dame. <laughs> no hunches. You don't get a hunch. Seriously, so though, good. imagine imagine this. Let's just change the scenario. There's, there's nuclear missiles flying to us. They're flying to us from some other place. Right. And he says... You know, I got a hunch that it's only going to hit New York City, but there's several of them flying yeah. to other places. And NORAD is like, yeah. here's where they are. Yeah, here's, here's where they're yeah. going. We plotted their trajectory. Yeah, I got there a hunch. is science for this. One's going to hit in the field. It's not going to yeah. hit near Chicago. It's going to hit in a field. Like science, this is why This is why you cannot have somebody yeah. who is scientifically yeah. and medically illiterate be in charge of these things or speak on these things. Or if they're going to speak, they need to be a goddamn mouthpiece for the experts. Or, you know, maybe there should be some sort of uh, problem with with a uh, an authority figure downplaying something that they know is hurting them. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe there should yeah. be some, maybe there should be something we can do to stop them from doing that. Or maybe there should be another group that comes out and says that you can't say that. Well, but well, there's nothing like yeah, that. We don't well, have anything. No, like we have that. nothing like that because we have unchecked executive yeah. power. Yeah. Like, like we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, but like there, there is a sense that it's like, oh, well, you know, and we've heard this before, like yeah, local government is more important than, than federal government. No, that's not true. It's just not true. Trump has blown that shit up. It's just not true. There is rampant power creep into the executive branch. The motherfucker can do and say whatever he wants. He controls a huge amount of money, a huge amount of resources. He's also controlling huge amounts of the goddamn public narrative. Yeah. And that's incredibly important. If the president comes out and says, this thing is just a common cold, don't sweat it, go to work. Yeah. That's going to cause untold yeah. hundreds or thousands of people to die. The next paragraph, Tom. Yeah. Well, re real quick. The other thing I want to say is like, he says, this will, they will get better very rapidly. They don't even see a doctor or call a doctor. Like, that's not fucking true. It's not true. 80% of cases they mark as mild but they mark anything as mild that doesn't require artificial ventilation. That doesn't make something yeah. mild. Yeah. That's not a cold. Pneumonia, which I've had, is not, uh, it's just mild. I'm a little, I'm a little under the weather. I'm not going to go bowling tonight. Like, yeah. that's not what pneumonia is like. Pneumonia is a serious thing that can scar your lungs, that can have long-term sure. repercussions on your overall health, that can make you more susceptible to getting sick and dying when you catch something later down the road. Yeah. Like, this is not a common cold. This isn't like, oh, I got a case of the sniffles. Ha, ha, ha. Like, it's just not. For yeah. a lot of people, it's just not. And that marker from mild to severe, they move you from mild to severe if you need artificial ventilation. It has to get that serious that you can't breathe on your own. So when he's saying like, oh, it's mild, he's using it mild like fucking mild hot sauce. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. He's using it mild colloquially. Yeah. Like, ah, 
It's mild. Well, because he doesn't know. Because he probably zoned out during that meeting. Right. Because th this last week, he was talking to someone talking about a vaccine. And he oh. says, well, I'd like to get it in two months. And they said, well, it can't happen in two months. That's the first trial. Yeah. And then we're going to move it to testing. And he says, "He says, well, I like the two-month figure better. Let's do it in two months. And, then, yeah, and the, guy's like, like, the, guy sitting, the guy who's sitting across from one of the, one of the top scientists is like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's not how it works, dummy. Dude, you I, just want to hit him in the back of the head. I saw that same shit. And he's like, he's like, well, we can know this tomorrow. And they're like, it's in clinical trials. And he's like, well, we can know it tomorrow. It's like, if they could know it tomorrow, they would know it. Yeah. You don't know how knowing works. Yeah. And that's, I mean it. Yeah. You don't know how the process of knowing works. You're not smart enough. He also keeps conflating it with the flu. He calls it the, cor the, the, the corona flu. Corona flu, yeah. And then he's like, well, why can't we use the flu vaccine? He yeah, said, he said it thing. out loud. He's like, we have really good vaccines for the flu. Why can't we use the flu vaccine? And they're like, because it's not the flu. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're the dumbest creature that's ever walked. Well, what's crazy is, is now that this last week, they cut those people out of there. They were filming those. They yeah. were filming those people having the conversations, the meetings, those big meetings about this national health crisis. Instead, he he just said, you know what? I don't want you here. I don't want you here. You can't film here anymore. Yeah, because it's embarrassing. Because it's embarrassing because he's a fucking fool. Yeah, with his stupid arms crossed. He sits, he sits there with his arms crossed like a petulant child yeah. across from people who are fucking smart. Yeah. And he's not in the right room, right? Yeah. And he fucking knows it. Yeah. And he asks dumb questions. Then he tries to poke people and he tries to poke them the same way he would do in a boardroom, which is like, you told me you were going to have this project in six months. I need it in three. Yeah. I got to work harder. Give me some more work. As if the problem is that people aren't working overtime, yeah. you know, as if the problem is like something that like you can ramp yeah, up sure. through some kind of, you know, efficiency gain. Like you can't you just buy more concrete for the fucking right. virus. You can't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Make the science happen faster. Yeah. Do the science faster. All Did right. you see they're crowdsourcing it? Uh, really? As a, as a way to help move things along, there's a, a thing that I saw this week that is a game that they let people play and they collect the data and it's oh, about okay. blocking receptors on a flu thing. Oh. So it's it's crowdsourcing through like this huge... Okay, not crowdsourcing, funding. Not funding. I'm okay. sorry. I, I, no, I, yeah, that's no, okay. Yeah. I was just like, God, I wasn't why can't clear. we publicly no, fund this? I wasn't things? clear. I wasn't clear. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, basically the, the think tank is reaching out. It's a, it's a lot like what they used to do with SETI, and I don't know if they still do this, where oh, they yeah. just let your computer run in the background and do it. They're just asking people to play a fun game, and this game happens to be something that they can gather data from, and I guess it helps. I don't know how it works. It's That shit's way beyond my- Is it Plague Inc.? Because I've been playing it. I, <laughs> I know, play, I play it like crazy. I played it, well, and I played yeah. it, I, I, I played it, and I was like, virus? COVID-19. Did and I, you? I did, and I yeah. killed the world in like a thousand days, oh, and good I screenshot, I'm like, I got two and a half years. Good for you. Everything's fine. I did once, and I, I, it was back when they were running the 2016 primary, and I named it Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> so the next paragraph, he talks about going to, basically, people should be going to work. It's He's a, saying, go to work. So if, you know, we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by, you know, sitting around and even going to work, some of them go to work, but they get better. And then when you do have a death, like you had in the state of Washington, like you had one in California, I believe you had one in New York, you know, all of a sudden it seems like three or 4%, which is a very high number as opposed to a fraction of 1%. No shit. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it would be a higher number than well, just a, do different math. Right. Take some of the deaths out. Yeah. And then you could get that number. Well, look, if we adjust either the numerator or denominator, like we can get different math out of it.
you know, I read an article this week that's like, it's not like if I think I have coronavirus, I can go to my doctor no. and get tested. Yeah. Like I have to qualify to be tested. So I can be sit right that right now is so fucked up. I can be symptomatic. I can go to my doctor who agrees that I am symptomatic. And that does not necessarily mean that I am going to get tested. Yeah. I have to qualify. And the only way that you qualify right now is that you have to be able to prove that you've had contact with somebody else that has had sure. coronavirus. Yeah. Right. So like, even if I match the entire symptom profile, I don't know who I necessarily had contact with in the subway yep. or who was in the Starbucks sure. an hour before me. No and like idea. viruses land on surfaces and are caught. It's not a good system. It's not, So our system for detecting and tracking and testing, it's just awful. It's just essentially non-existent. Yeah. And then there are the other stories too about the guy who has to pay X amount of dollars there. You get charged back from your insurance company. You get charged back. These, these tests cost thousands of dollars. And you know, th when they start coming out with, with medicines, if they do start coming out with medicines, do you think that that's going to be free? No. Do you think somehow we're just going to have that, that people just say, oh, they're going to say, oh yeah, sure. You can just have that. No, of course not. When they come out with the vaccine, they're going to ask a company to create it or whatever, any kind of treatment drug too. They're going to ask a company to create it and then they're going to create it. And then they're going to say, great. Okay, there you go. You got, you guys got to pay for it. Your insurance company. Hope you got insurance. Best of luck. Yeah, no, Hit go fund me if you don't. Right. They like, Right now, you have to pay for the test to find out if you are a public health hazard. Think about how fucking crazy that is. Like if, like if you've never been motivated toward a public option before in your life, this is a true thing. Let's say I don't have insurance or I have one of those catastrophe-only plans or I have a very high deductible and I think I have this virus and I don't want to spread it because I want to be a responsible citizen and I don't want other people to get this thing, right? And I've had contact with somebody who's had contact, but it's not one-to-one. -one. But I go and I get tested. I read his story that this guy got charged like three grand yeah. after he, to, to pay for the testing, that's out of his own personal pocket. Well, I find that out. There's a lot of people that are going to be like, I don't have three grand. Yeah. I'm not going to go get tested. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. So like, we're just not going to find out who has it because we can't all agree that like, we are in this together. Yeah. So the truth is we're not in this together. A nation of individuals is a nation of fucking individuals. Well, you had said earlier, one of the major problems that's going to be is communicating with all the doctors in the yeah. in other places where they have socialized medicine. They can communicate with all the doctors because they're all part of the same network. Here, there's doctors in different networks all over the country. How are you going to somehow communicate with all the doctors and then somehow co uh, collate how many respirators you have, let's say? Yeah. How, how are you going to be able to do that? Yeah, how the, can we do that? There's no system for any of this because like, the system that doctors are connected to are insurance systems. Insurance systems are not public health systems. They're just ways we pay for things. So insurance is a public health system the same way a credit card is a public health system. <laughs> I can use it to pay for my doctor visit. My credit card is my public health system. It's, it's the, the same thing, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so like, it's not like, you know, like, like, and I, I, like I thought about this this week, like we don't have a healthcare system that's why it has no name. Yeah. That's why there's no phone number. You can't pick up the phone and call America's healthcare system. Now you can call the CDC, but that's not a healthcare system, yeah. right? And the CDC can't say, I'm going to issue an alert and it's going to go out to all the doctors and it's going to mandate that they all do this thing. That's not a, that's not a true, that's not yeah. a thing. We don't know, like if I'm a doctor, I'm a hospital and I buy a respirator and I bought one three years ago, nobody knows I have it. Yeah. We don't have to register respirators, sure. right? We don't even have to register guns. Yeah, in this no country. kidding, right? Like, yeah. so we don't know. Good how thing is, good thing is though, if you got more guns, the respirator to person count goes down. That's true. So right. yeah, the ratio is better. <laughs> 
Okay, that's a perforator, not a respirator. <laughs> I can see why you get confused. Yeah. AR-15 is a great, great perforator. perforator. Really oh, great. Really yeah. great. Man. Excellent. Just the air goes in yeah. and out now. <laughs> man. Got breathing holes all over him. Yeah, I couldn't breathe earlier. Got shot with this air. I went to a school and got shot with this air 15. <laughs> I'm fine now. I'm basically like a dolphin. For like seven minutes. <laughs> Anyway, it's just, it's like, it's crazy. Like this is the problem with not having any top down, sure. any at all, none, sure. zero top down control of medicine, no top down communication system. Like, yeah, doctors can, and probably are by and large looking on the CDC's website, yeah. and signed up for newsletters and emails and things along the way, but the, that's all voluntary Yeah, because they're just people with jobs. Yeah. They don't work for us. Yeah. And they, and like, I don't know how to say that they don't work for you. They just go to work. Tomorrow, they don't have to go to work. Nobody can make them go to work. Nobody can make them do this thing that the CDC recommends that they do. Nobody can like say, okay, everybody, you know. All doctors, all hands on deck. Right, we, we can't do that. Yeah. I read this article, it was so great about like how China managed it, you know? And like, China was like, this guy, like he was from the who and he came back and he's like, I saw what they did in China and it was fucking unreal. And it's kind of what we need to do here. And they're describing it and it's like, He's in this place and there's this woman. He's like, oh, are you a nurse? And she's like, no, I'm a receptionist, but they trained me to do this for this emergency. And like everybody's there and they're required to be there. And there's, you know, I'm not a big fan of autocratic regimes. Don't get me wrong. But like, I am a fan of having some ability to communicate and mandate when it comes to a public health crisis. And let's be clear. There's nothing like that. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that if the, if it does get out of hand in places like uh, Canada or the UK, they're going to have a step up on us. Oh, yeah. They'll have a step up on us. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on. But again, they don't know about the easy cases because the easy cases don't go to the hospital. They don't report to doctors or the hospital in many cases. So I think that the WHO number is very high. I think the number personally, I would say the number is way under 1%. This coming from a guy who's about to say the next set of sentences. All right. So he's weighing in. Just before I read the next thing, this guy is weighing in on what he thinks is is the reality of the lethality rate of an emerging disease. And here's what he has to say about his knowledge yeah. of disease in general. Yeah. Now, with the regular flu, we average from 27,000 to 77,000 deaths a year. Who would think that? I never knew that until six or eight weeks ago. You're fired. You're fucking fired. You're fired. Why is anybody listening to him about anything ever? Could you imagine? It's, it's, it's common knowledge. Could you imagine going to your work and they go, Tom, I need you to drive these papers across town. And you say, yeah, but I don't know how to put my pants on. <laughs> <laughs> they would fire you, right. right? Because it's common knowledge. It's like, yeah. like how? why are you weighing in on like, you know, I think the World Health Organization has gotten this all wrong. Uh, by the way, did everybody know the flu was a big deal? You guys heard of this? Germ theory of disease. <laughs> I, I, I heard about the last week. Blew my mind. Right. I had no idea. This whole time I've been nursing my humors back to health. <laughs> I had no clue. I thought my black bile yeah. was out of whack with oh, my yellow. Gosh, uh. and I've been drinking this black stuff to try to get more black bile. And it, oh, it's no. just been, it's been rough. Yeah. I ground up so many leeches yeah. and just, I had a leech <laughs> I smoothie. I put them right in my Dr. Pepper. I don't know how those work yeah. either. Yeah, I made the Dr. Pepper better. <laughs> yeah. No, that was the name of my doctor, Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Yeah, no, that's his name. It made yeah. me feel mellow yellow yeah. when I drank it. <laughs> Unbelievable. So he goes on. Uh, he didn't know that shit till six or eight weeks. So I asked that question. I said, how many people die of the flu? You know, you keep hearing about flu shot, flu shot, flu shot. Take your flu shot. <laughs> 
But how many people die of the flu? Is he mocking the flu shot right now? Like, is yeah, that what he's doing? He is. Because it sounds like it. He, they totally, he totally is like, you know, I used to be dismissive of the flu shot because I was fucking ignorant to the facts. Oh. And then he's seriously making fun of himself right now. Because then he goes on, he says, and they said, sir, we lose between 27,000 and, you know, somewhere in the 70s. I think we went as high as 100,000 people in 1990. That, by the way, not true. Yeah. 1990 actually had one of the lowest <laughs> years of flu deaths. It's so bad at numbers. It's so great. He's such a fucking idiot. If you can believe that, but a lot much people, a lot much people, by the way. That's great. Regardless, I think it averages <laughs> Wait, about- Wait, did he just say, but a lot much people regardless? Yes. But a lot much people regardless. We need that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> But a lot much people. We regardless. need somebody to make a big bump. Yeah, but a lot much people, regardless. Shirt. Anyway, I think it averages about thirty-six thousand people a year. So I said, "Wow, that is a percentage that is under one percent, very substantially." So it'd be interesting to see what difference is. But again, a lot of people don't report. They can't report first of all because our fucking system is broken because we yeah. can't test yeah. and we're not testing and you have to pay for your own fucking <laughs> test because America's broken <laughs> and we're all made out of garbage. But also, like this guy doesn't know the difference between the coronavirus, COVID-19, and the flu. Yeah. He doesn't know how vaccines work. He doesn't know how clinical trials work. He's certainly not a mathematician or statistician, but he's telling the American people, don't it's sweat cool. it. It's, it's cool. mild. Yeah. Go to work. I don't, I, yeah. And, you know, he has, he has, since his big, since he's started and, and been in office, he has used the word fake uh, as a way to say this is damning. Yeah. As well as, you know, on occasion, I imagine he uses it correctly, but, but he mostly uses it for that. And so when he's in front of his group and he calls this fake or he calls it a hoax, yeah. what he means to say is that it's damning and it's hurting me. Yeah. And when he calls it a hoax, all the fucking knuckleheads that are in the audience think it's not real. Right. And these are people who, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing conspiracy theories online now oh my God, where they're talking about how the coronavirus was sent over here specifically by China to hurt the president in his, in his presidential bid. Right. They sent it over, right. they sent it over during the democratic primary because they don't really <laughs> understand. And, you know, these are people who don't believe that Russia had anything to do with the previous uh, election, uh, any kind of meddling, even though there's clear proof they're willing to say no, that that's impossible, that's silly, right. but, they're, but they're willing to believe this because the president said it's a hoax. Yeah. And that gives them carte blanche to think up whatever fucking theory they want. It's it, like, this guy has a, has, a, has a very deep and important responsibility right now. Like, we, uh, we joked about this on air we did. like months we did. ago. And I remember saying like, can you imagine how awful it would be to have a guy so scientifically illiterate and such a liar to the public and so self-centered and self-serving. Can you imagine if we had a goddamn pandemic while he was in office? It would be a fucking disaster. And I feel like like one of those guys who's like, why well, sit out loud and now it happened? Like there's yeah. somebody like watching. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, let's run that one. Yeah. And like, I feel like I'm playing Plague Inc. and somewhere there's a world where that happened. So Tom, uh, criticized for the coronavirus response, Trump points to the Obama administration. And, and I want to I want to just actually read very quickly what he said. He said, the Obama administration made a decision on testing that turned out to be very detrimental to what we're doing. And we undid that decision a few days ago so the testing can take place in a much more accurate and rapid fashion. That was a decision we disagreed with. I don't think we would have made it, but for some reason it was made. But we've undone that decision. He does not, he's not referring to anything. Yeah. Nobody knows what he's talking about. Right. There is no decision. Nobody knows. None of the public health authorities that have been asked what decision, what policy was reversed. What, he just made that up the same way he makes up 
he'll do this a lot. He'll say, I was talking to a friend who said, yeah. Mr. Trump, your dick is enormous and you're so amazing. I won Michigan Thanks. Man of the Year. Right. And they're like, there's no Michigan Man of the Year. That doesn't exist. And he'll just say it. Yeah. I they reversed the decision. Yeah. And it's and the since, reason things were slow is because well, I had to reverse this. And decision. since his since his he's always so doing so many things, he thinks people won't look. Right. He'll just be able to say it out loud yeah. and there's no check. And people say, Well, what was the decision? Oh, I didn't expect a follow-up question. No, I'll right. just be quiet about it now. Well, and it's crazy because like we've we've we called him on the carpet on this shit a million times. The Times is calling him on the carpet on this thing, like. Nobody knows what you're talking about. What decision? Why won't you say what the decision was? Why wouldn't you have reversed that bad decision three years ago? Yeah. Why did you fire the entire pandemic response team? Like, what are you actually like? If you're if you did something, you can say what you did, but you didn't do anything. Right. You just you reacted slowly, and you're not reacting in the right way. And you want to be like, well, I had all this work to undo before I could do the yeah. work now. Yeah. But now you've got my attention. You tell those assholes. It is plural. You tell them that I may not be back tomorrow, but I will return like an angry Jesus, raining down blood and filth and terror on all those who betrayed me. Classic Jesus. You mess with this money, he fucks you right up. This story is from the Friendly Atheist blog over at the Patheos. Christian mother tries defending her guide to hitting kids. Here's something she says in the guide, quote, it has to hurt. So I got I got I think I think the best thing to do is to read some of the things from her guide here, right? So this one is in, in, in this first one is is in reference to I guess her beating someone for four straight hours. We had to spank. She wrote spark, but we had to spark her kitchen. Well, it depends. I mean, if you put one of those emery boards on their ass, <laughs> you, you smack a match against it. You just spark a, She just sparking a lighter yeah. against them for four she hours. Comes in, she comes in. She's. Timmy, you've been very bad. And she pulls out the jumper cables and clips one on his ear. <laughs> she just Marie Kondo it's, the parents like, you don't spark yeah. joy. <laughs> she donates she, him. She, throws, she vacuum seals the kid and throws him away. <laughs> she folds him very neatly. Oh, very first, neatly first. Just like, and then thanks him. <laughs> puts him in the garbage. Did you watch that show? I've watched all of them. That is, I turned it off after the first episode. Really? I literally I like couldn't em. do it. I hate that woman. I why? cannot. She like fucking talks to clothes. That's why, Tom. <laughs> She's crazy, Tom. That's why I hate her. It's real easy. She's insane. She's a crazy person. Thank you. Thank you, clothes. Fuck you. You're nuts. You're a psycho. And like all the people she walks in and she says, no, your clothes are unhappy. And I'm like, you're a crazy person. Get out of my house. I turned it off. I couldn't turn uh, it off fast enough. I love it. Oh, I hated her so I much. It. I could not stand her. I was like, I no, you people, all you people. And the thing is, is it's, it's a nutcase. And then everybody's nodding. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what are you nodding about? She's a crazy person. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if she really believes she's talking to the closer. If it's just a metaphor for like, a way to release your attachment to apologist. Things. You're an apologist. I am. <laughs> You're a Marie Kondo apologist. I like her. She's a I psychopath. Like, I like getting rid of stuff. <laughs> I do too. I love the idea of like having. I don't need. Stuff, a, I don't need know? a little Asian to make me get rid of stuff. I know. So right. Yeah. I get rid of shit all the time. We give. We give away all kinds of stuff all the time. We actually went through a few weeks ago, maybe maybe five or six weeks ago. We called it Marie Kondoing, and we went. We're doing like room by room. We did our kitchen. Yeah. And like we got rid of. Eight or nine big boxes. Sure. Yeah. Full of stuff. Stuff yeah. I like. I was just yeah. like, I like this. And I'm like, I haven't used it in three years. Yeah. 
But you I don't like it that much. I don't, you know, yeah. I actually don't need this. Yeah. And like, I do the same thing. Like all we got the time. Rid so it's it's a nice, I understand the impulse for the process and I appreciate like sure. that minimalism as a lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm bad at it. Yeah. So like, I have to be reminded sometimes mm -hmm. to yeah. like, like, I'll give you a great example. The other day I was at the grocery store and they had like, um, they had Guinness Blonde mm -hmm. and they were samples, right? So I sampled it and I actually liked it and I was shocked. So I was like, oh, I've I never tried it. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. It's kind of citrusy. And I was like, I'll grab it, but not like, actually citrusy, just citrus coming from the... Anyway, so I grabbed a six-pack of like, oh, if you're buying it, you get like a glass and we'll etch your name on this like pint glass. And instinctively, I reached out for it, and right? Said, and then I was like, I don't need a pint I'll glass. I'll throw it away. What a, you're going to hand it to me. I'm going to put it in my kitchen cabinet. I'm going to have it for six years. And then, it's going to move with me three times in my yeah, life. Yeah. And I'm going to pack it very carefully so I can put it in a different cabinet. Yeah. And, and never look at it. And never use it. Never look at it. So I was like, I don't actually need that shit. Yeah. Like, but I just, my whole life, I'm just like reflectively reaching for things people offer. Yeah, because they give it to you. Right. Sure, makes sense. Somebody Absolutely. offered me a flashlight at a seminar yeah. I was at the other day. I had to give a seminar. There was giveaways. Yeah. Like, oh, do you want one of our giveaways? And I reached out for this cheap plastic flashlight. And I was just like, I don't need that at all. What do I need it for? Like I slept my own You're going to throw it away later. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. So we had to spank each of our children for around four hours one time. It's all it took. And then they knew that they weren't the boss and they were to obey us. Could you imagine beating it? I mean, at that point, you might as well just ship them off to Guantanamo Bay. Four hours. Yeah. I mean, that's that's enhanced interrogation right there. Right? That's what that is. Why not, why, why not waterboard them for one? Save Jeez. yourself three hours. God damn. Four hour, a four hour beating. Like at some point, you're like taking a rest. Yeah. You're like, your hand hurts. Sure. You're just like yeah. sweating. Yeah. It's like hour two and a half. Have you ever had to, uh, you know, like when you when you have guests coming over and you clean your whole house and it takes an hour and a half or something and yeah. you're tired after yeah. that? Right. Could you imagine beating someone for four straight four hours? hours? Four hours. Jesus. Four hours. Everybody's, look, there's yeah. nothing fun at four hours. Yeah. Like, I don't care how fucking Kama Sutra you want to get on and anything. What, and, <laughs> nothing is fun at four <laughs> exactly. hours. Exactly. And what kind of vendetta did you have against this child? Right. What could they have possibly done <laughs> that warranted four hours of beating? What, shit. did they kill your mom? Right. What the fuck did they do? <laughs> I spent your retirement fund and killed a baby. Like, they still, could be, they could be doing fucking crystal meth hits off the fucking back of the babysitter's ass. <laughs> still don't beat him for four straight hours. The fuck are you talking about? Four hours. And then she's like, and that did it. Then they knew yeah, then who they knew the, the boss was. Yo, I fucking bet they yeah. figured that out the first. Can you imagine being beaten for 20 minutes? No, no. 15 minutes. Not for 20 yeah. minutes. My, my dad, only a couple of times. My dad hit me with a belt a couple of times. Yeah. But like more often like babysitters. Would, so I can't imagine being swatted. Oh, I now when I think about how much time did that take? 20 seconds? Yeah. 10 seconds. Like yeah. if you had a my timer. Dad used to town, my, my dad used to count them out. He'd say you're getting, you know, six licks or whatever. Right. And then he hit me with the belt six times. Like if yeah. you're, if it's like one per second for four hours, I just, I'm just okay. curious. Like, okay. All right. I'm going to give him one every two seconds, one every three seconds. You gotta get That's tired, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you've got four you got hours. A minute. Uh, and divide by three. You're hitting that kid 4,800 times. <laughs> Can you imagine doing a single exercise, 4,000 reps? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it is. I don't care what no, it is. No. I don't no. care if I don't care if it's just lifting your arm four thousand right. times, like clicking a pencil. Yeah, your thumb would be all sore. You'd be like, "Oh, oh, my man. body's shitty," and your body's shittier. God, yeah. Damn. All right, so she goes on with her great advice: have a special place that you can put him as far away from your husband's bedroom as possible. 
okay, we got to pause here. Yeah, no, I got to ask why your husband has a different yeah. bedroom. Well, <laughs> okay, no, that's, that is, that is, uh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. I missed that on the first reading. Your, but your husband's bedroom. But that's the weird, I got to take care of my husband because he's the breadwinner stuff that's creepy and weird about these and, whole relationships. And, and, I, and the, and the, and the, like the the taking care of the children has to be like I don't want him to see. No, I don't like. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, he so doesn't have to Look, deal with this. He doesn't. I'm going to do it away from yeah. his special bedroom of forbidden mystery. Yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't like the kid, but he doesn't, and, and he really doesn't want to hear the kid screaming while I'm trying to drown it either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to listen to this yeah. shit for four straight hours. <laughs> Imagine you turn on Lord of the Rings and it's over and someone's still hitting your kid in the other room. Oh my God. All right. So uh, Benjamin Sue's possible. Put a little chair there or could even be a corner in a room. As soon as he starts crying, as soon as he starts crying, as soon as he starts crying, tell him to go to that place and sit there until he can control himself. If he gets Okay, no, hold on a second. No, now having your child go to a place to uh, give them a punishment to make them stand somewhere is a, is a perfectly acceptable yeah. punishment. Although I don't think you should punish crying. No, I don't like, think so either. In this, but, I, I know you're not saying yeah. that, but like, I love that this example, it's like, if that kid starts crying, I know. give him something to cry and about. And that's exactly, I mean, literally. Yeah. So if he gets up, smack him hard. It has to hurt a lot, a lot, a or lot. it will do him no good. And tell him to go back to his special place. He must sit there until he can get control of his emotions, which you'll help him do by being his caregiver that hits him. Yeah, I know. Like, like what, you should be sitting in the special place, stupid. Right. You are the one who can't control your emotions. Fucking figure it out. Like, my kid's crying. Should I comfort him or beat him oh. until he's not crying anymore? <laughs> what In what world do you hit people until they're not crying? <laughs> my dad used to say that, though. My dad, my dad was the exact same thing. He's like, yeah. I'll give you something to cry about if you keep crying. Right. And yeah. you'd, you'd have to stifle your crying, even yeah. though you're hurt and you're crying. Right. He would yeah. still have to stifle it. It's because yeah. it's because it's a fucking autocratic shitty thing to do to a yeah. kid. But that's that, why. And that's why you're a soulless, yeah. dead-hearted well, human and that's, being. <laughs> and, you know, you think about it, I think about it too. It's like my dad, my dad was pretty brutal when it came to beatings. And he was he was an alcoholic, so he was shitty and you know, he's he was mean. And so I got I got beat up a lot as a kid. And I recognized once I was an adult um, pretty early on that I didn't want to have kids. Yep. And I knew that I didn't have the patience for children. I knew that I knew, I knew things about me. Sure. When I'm around kids, I don't have patience for kids. I don't, I don't the kid comes around and the kid's asshole. I don't want to be around the kid. The kid's fucking literally dead to me. Right. Just like, get away from me. You're an awful <laughs> thing. I don't need to, I don't need to like you. I don't need to love you. I don't need to be around you. Go away. Like uh, they're, they're an absolute, kids are an absolute nuisance to me. Right. Sure. And most of the time, like, don't get me wrong. Some kids can be really yeah, sweet right. and they can be great, but if they're shitty, I don't want to fucking be around them. I don't have them. There's a reason I didn't have them. Right. There's a reason. Yeah. And it's like, like I understand being frustrated with children. 100% understand being yeah. frustrated with children. I, what I don't understand is why you, A, chose to have them if you're clearly that fucking imbalanced that you're that hyper nutty where you get crazy and you right. have to swing at things when you're frustrated. That's number one. And number two, you know, this is on you. You fucking made this fucking yeah. bet and you can't control yourself. No, I like... There is no world where, like, the right way to make somebody, like, feel better is beating no, them. No, That's so bizarre. She goes on, we used a foot-long strap. As soon as he begins having a temper tantrum, spank him hard on the bottom. If he continues to have a tantrum, keep spanking him on the bottom until it completely stops with breaks in between and telling him to stop. So, like, just imagine that. You've got a tantrum. you got a kid who's having a She's tantrum. She's having the tantrum. And, you, yes, you respond with a bigger, more yeah. violent tantrum. Yes, you are tantrum. Yeah. And your tantrum is scarier because, like, 
These are kids. You're 10 times stronger yeah, than a kid. Absolutely. You're yeah. bigger, more powerful, but also like the amount of emotional like investment people have in their moms and in their dads, yeah. the trust that they place in them. Sure. It's fucking huge and it's unconditional. And you're responding by beating the shit out of them with a strap. And it's and this is all based on the Bible, all the Bible bullshit, right? This is a this is a woman who is uh, steeped in the Bible and steeped in that culture. And there's a group of people out there who think that a fucking three thousand year old book, four thousand, however fucking old, I don't even care how old it is, that book is a fucking way. It's a fucking model for them to parent. Yeah, it's a garbage book. They didn't even know fucking how pigs worked back then. <laughs> Please enjoy this clip from last Thursday's live stream. Fuck Roy Moore in his fuckity fuck fuck face. So, uh, Roy Moore, uh, lost. Go his, you fucker. And he, and, and there's a runoff with Sessions. So it's not even like Sessions, it's not even like Sessions won the fucking, the, the primary down nope. there to, to, to be the senator. No, nope. To win back his own Senate See? seat. Nope, he's in a runoff. And Roy Moore got 6% of the vote. Fucking asshole. Couldn't have happened to a worse guy. 6%. Yeah. That is just unreal. Even, there's a moment where you're like, even Alabama has standards. Yeah. They, they, who'd have thunk that? That ruined Roy Moore. That, the, yeah. the, the, the coming out of those people and <coughs> all that stuff that happened to him last time, that ruined, ruined him. him. Good. Yeah. Good. Cause he was a disgusting human being yeah. before. He'll never and recover. And he's still, it's not that he's less disgusting yeah. now, but he's less dangerous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, good but news. Jeff Sessions has a runoff with uh, Tommy Tuberville or whatever. Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville. That's a fake name. Tommy Tuberville sounds like a gardening show on HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> Tuberville. It was like a kids show about like Potato Town. Exactly. Like, yeah, you go to Potato to Town. Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> Tommy Tuberville's. He's got big sweet potatoes for shoes. He's like, I'm Tommy Tuberville. Look at me. Oh no, are there golfers in my tuba patch? <laughs> what? Oh, oh God, fuck. I love it. Oh, so good. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons, but we want to thank specifically Jonathan, Chris. Wunderlust, Hindu, Douglas, Malleus Varmintium. That sounds like a Harry Potter it spell. does. Uh, Mr. Bible Pants is also, I think, the name there. Uh, Justin, did I say Douglas? I'm going to say Douglas again. Douglas, you get it twice. Um, Sedan of Wikipedia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Jake, Sid, and Fluid Chaos. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I will say this. Fluid Chaos and Skit and, and Sid... You guys are the ones who are going to get mugs this week. Yay! So Fluid Chaos, Sid, send us a message at dissonance.podcast.gmail.com with your snail mail address. And I think, you know, be honest, we might already have it. So if we already have it, um, just send a message and say Ian has it and then Ian will give it to us. But I don't know. We might have it already. Um, but uh, but if not, just send it to us at dissonance.podcast.gmail.com. And to be honest, typing out Ian has it and typing out your address are about the same amount of time. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But Just send it to us and we'll send you a, a yeah. mug. And we want to thank everybody for being patrons. And I know we've been bothering people about it, but um, the show genuinely is a ever low, ever growing list of bills. Yes. We have to pay a lot of bills. Um, we pay a lot of money for a lot of the services we use here at the studio. And the money we get in goes to paying for a place that Tom and I can both record at. We don't have a place that we can both record. 
I live in a condo. Tom lives in a house full of like 7 million children. <laughs> you and don't want so, to record there. And so we just don't want to record at those places. No, no. So uh, so we we can't. And so we really genuinely need a space to do it. And patrons make that happen. So if you are someone who has been listening to the show for a while or even a short time and you enjoy it, we please, we, we, we would like you to join Patreon. You get a ton of extra content every week. You get... 30, 45 minutes of extra audio that we do on a live stream. So you don't you don't have to watch our live streams. You can, of course, but then you can listen to that on your podcast player. It'll go right to your podcast player, RSS feed. It's an extra amount of content every week. A lot of content. Yep. We also put up, it's our plan in the future to start putting up more and more patron-only content just for our patrons. And if you ever want anything or you ever have any ideas, send them to us. Um, we want to make sure that our patrons are happy and, uh, and so if you're a patron, we thank you. And if you're not a patron, we urge you to join. So we got a message. Uh, this is from Barry. And Barry says, uh, Barry sent us a message. And it is a, it says, holy water. It's a, it's a, it's a what do they call those? A, a font, a baptismal font or some kind of holy water dispensary thing that they have at a church. It's a Jesus water fountain. Yeah. Holy water removed to reduce the risk of spreading viral illness temporarily. <laughs> Did you see the pictures this week of the people in Iran licking a wall? Yes. Did you see this? Yeah. That is insanity. What is wrong? Insanity. And they think it's going to protect them from their virus. I'm going to do the thing that is most likely to transmit disease. Like seriously, I mean, that's like fucking to not be pregnant. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like rubbing yourself against the infected. What are in the world are you fucking doing? Unbelievable. The irony of this Unbelievable. is just amazing. Thank you, it's Barry. It's just amazing. Thank you for I sending love it a message. So much. Thank you. Uh, we got a message. Uh, this one is from uh, Chad. And Chad said, I'm behind on the podcast, but you mentioned acquiring a Zagnut bar. He sent a link. Zagnut's fucking sold out. <laughs> How is Zagnut, Zagnut not a thing I can buy? sold out. And one of the things I, I started reading it, and it says, the nut part either comes from the coconut coating or the peanut center. That sounds foul, by the what? way. Wait a minute. What do you mean, or? What do you mean, or? It comes from one or the other? We haven't decided which the oh. nut part. Come on. Coconut peanut butter doesn't sound good together. Coconut and peanut butter sounds kind of awful. I still want to eat one, though. Uh, you want to try a Zagnut? I do. I want to try a We'll Zagnut. try a Zagnut eventually. Yeah. We'll just ask Noah to break into his stash of his old-timey candy bars. Because, I, I mean, that like. he keeps. Guaranteed that he keeps. How if it's that bad, why was it in production for so long? I know, right? Yeah. Right? All right. I guess. I don't know. So thanks, Chad. Thanks for sending the link. Yeah. Got a message from, uh, this is from Regina. And Regina let us know. She she wrote a big, long uh, email about what a narcissist is. And then she basically said, that's Trump. And she's absolutely right. One of the things yeah. that she mentions is, is that uh, the, the narcissist will make everything about themselves. And yep. Trump has never not made anything about him. There's a hundred percent of the time everything is about him. Everything. Yeah. Every sentence out of his mouth, he redirects into how great he is or how somebody did him wrong, right? Yep. So, and she says Trump is the dark triad. It's the it's the nexus of narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellian traits. Yeah. I, gosh, I, I don't disagree. I don't with disagree either. <clears throat> we got a message from Jeff who said he spent a lot of time uh in Evansville, not by choice. And uh and he said that I think you just say in Evansville. In <laughs> like, who's been in Evansville on purpose? But he sent us a picture of a sign. And this is a sign. Ugh. This is a sign from a bar. And the bar, I'm going to start from the bottom and go up. So the bar on on Sunday is Bloody Sunday, $5 Bloody Marys. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's, a, that's a very typical. 
Shelly Saturday is $15 pitch, pitch $15 pitchers of Shelly American Light Lager. Never heard of it. Never Don't heard. know what it is. No idea. $15 seems excessive for a pitcher. Most pitcher beer is garbage. Garbage beer. beer garbage so beer. you're not drinking anything good by the pitcher. Fireball Friday oh, is God. $3 fireball shots. Thirsty Thursday is $3 craft pints, uh, bartender choice. That's okay. not bad. I, I want to do that. Bartender's choice, yeah, though? Yeah, that's true. It could like, be like fucking, I don't know. They're get, like, why don't I get to choose? Yeah. Why, do, why, why do I just, I'm so cheap. It's like, I want craft beer, but I don't know which one. What? This is where it goes to shit. Whiskey Wednesday is $5 whiskey drinks. Let me tell you, whiskey drinks... You know that that whiskey is not good fucking even remotely good whiskey. That's a fucking yeah. crown royal. If they're <laughs> guaranteed. If there is anything worse than well whiskey, like the 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 fucking cheap plastic oh, bottle plastic whiskey. Plastic bottle like, whiskey. Oh. That shit is un and then they're making like a fucking mixed drink out of it? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely. Fuck Whiskey Wednesday forever. $2 Tuesdays, $2 Domestics. That's, that's actually, actually that's the not best bad. one. That's the best one because you can be like, yeah, I'll get that awful Michelob light or whatever, but at least you know what you're getting. Yeah, right. Yeah. Holy what is happening here? Shit. The fucking what is wrong with Monday? Monday is Malort Monday. If Mondays aren't bad enough, right? Well, <laughs> like Monday's already the worst day of the week. If you want a case of the Mondays, yeah, no shit. You go to whatever horror show bar this is. $2 Malort shots. Uh, oh, God, it's so bad. What's a $2 Chicago handshake? I have no idea. Oh, God, I don't I don't even <laughs> want to. What do they pour it in your asshole? It probably tastes better. <laughs> Thanks for sending it in, Jeff. Malort shots. How desperate to be drunk are you that you're like, <laughs> I'm going to. Just Malort drink Monday. cough syrup. Just drink cough syrup. That's what you need. Boil down some Robitussin. I've had some fucking dark days in my yeah. life, and I have never been like, yeah. I want to forget a day so yeah. hard. I'm drinking cheap Malort. I'd rather shoot heroin into my eye. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, we have a correction to make last week. Oh yeah, Mine. Tom. Uh, Tom said the word Eskimo, and yep. Eskimo is not an acceptable term anymore, uh, especially if you're in Canada. Uh, it is, uh, I guess, an unacceptable term. From what I've read, Inuit is the correct term. So if you're out there and you're listening, Eskimo is not Eskimo's out. You shouldn't say that. Um, Inuit is how you should refer to people that are of native tribes of the northern part of our continent. Yeah. I literally had no, I had no idea. idea either. And I had never we, heard we, that yeah, until right yeah, now. Yeah. And I'm sorry about it. And yeah. I won't. I, I am. I'm sorry. Eh? I am real sorry. Eh? <laughs> I'm sorry all about it. But no, I, I um, am. I didn't know. Yeah. I did not mean anything by it. It was an ignorant statement, literally stemming from a lack from of ignorance. Knowledge, right? From ignorance, right? So yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I will strike that term from And my while we're speaking about Inuits, we were on Left at the Valley this week. We were. And uh, so we're going to put a link in this week's show notes. Great group of people there. Um, really funny. We had a great time. Um, they're a fun podcast. So check them out left at the Valley and, uh, we will be on their show. I think releasing by the time this wide releases on Monday, we should have released on their show. We had a fun time. We talked about a bunch of funny stories. So check it out. Um, on their, on their podcast. Feed. Nice guys and gals. And gals. Nice people. I was using guys in an inclusive I, yeah, way. Okay. You were and using, I, I didn't okay. mean it that way. They were Inuit gals. They were Inuit so. gals. God <laughs> damn it. Just meant that they were a nice group of people. We got a message Shit. from <laughs> Liz Inglorious Baxter. Uh, I think Inglorious Baxter came to our pizza party. I think so. So uh, it was fun to meet you, uh, Inglorious Baxter, at our pizza party. And Inglorious Baxter let us know that uh, she wound up going to a bunch of. <laughs> 
<laughs> taking out a bunch of uh, engines, the engines model for engines. model rockets, making a pipe bomb out of them. Tough. Yeah, just <laughs> for fucking real. Jesus Christ. Did you ever make pipe bombs when you were a kid? Uh, so I had a friend who hollowed out a bunch of um, uh, shotgun shells, yep. got a bunch of shotgun shells, cut the tops off them poured a bunch and did make a pipe bomb and then let it off in the alley behind where they were. It was a motorcycle shop, let it off in the alley and it exploded and it fucked the building up. I mean, it fuck, it fucking scarred the building. Yeah. It, it fucking, cause it, yeah, I mean, it was a fucking <clears throat> pipe bomb made out of galvanite. I mean, it was made out of like, powder. it's yeah. like an, it's like a fucking, like an anarchist cookbook bomb. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is astonishing how much power, like how much power a small homemade bullshit pipe bomb. Yeah. Can, like, we did that. I did that when I was a teenager, and like, I didn't do gunpowder, but we did match heads, and like match heads, huh? Yeah, you could take you take match heads from like regular. Don't do not this strike at strike anywhere. Don't do this at all. But like the the regular like book matches, and you cut them all off, and you push them down and compress them, and then you put them screw them into a PVC pipe, and you make a pipe bomb out of it. And like me and my buddy made a couple of pipe no bombs shit. with this, and it is exciting. But it is stupid dangerous. Yeah, it's it stupid absolutely dangerous. It'll is not kill you. It can do. kill you. It can it absolutely kill you. And, and, and you could be far away. You like could be that. far away and it can kill you. We all ran so inside dumb. and were hiding inside when it went off. Yeah. So we weren't like standing around it like idiots. But there are people who light pipe bombs off and are standing right in. And the shrapnel can kill yeah, you. That shrapnel can literally kill do. you. Yeah. There, you were telling me that guy lost his leg from shooting a fridge with that shit that's in it. Oh, yeah, that, uh, oh, what was it? What is it called? I that, know, it's uh, like thermite or something like that. It's, it's some like stupid a, shit that you can shoot that should not be legal but is, and the reason it's legal is because, like, when you, it's not an explosive unless you shoot it, and it's yeah. just like, well, that's a weird out to have. Yeah. You know, like, it's not dead unless you shoot it either. Yeah, like, yeah. But uh, what the fuck is it called? Anyway, yeah, there, there's a there's video of this dude, and he shoots a lawnmower, and he's got an AR-15, and he's, shooting it all tactical style and he's getting closer as if like he's creeping up on the bad guy or whatever fucking fake garbage army war game bullshit he's playing in the woods. And he shoots this thing and the thing blows up and it just, kaboom, it takes his leg right off in a split second. His leg is just gone. He's like, oh God, my leg. There's blood all over the camera and everything. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's perfectly legal. Tannerite is what tannerite, it's called. yeah. Perfectly legal in many states. Yeah. The guy's name is Tanner. It's named yeah. after him, so. <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch of messages about this. This is from Douglas, but I think a couple other people sent this in. Uh, I guess up in Alberta, uh, Canada, uh, they are, uh, they put out some stickers, this company, this energy company, Excite Energy, an Albertan uh, oil and gas company, uh, basically took these stickers that say Greta on them. And it looks yeah. like somebody is basically riding her from behind. It's a silhouette, one of those silhouettes right. that looks like it's grabbing someone's pigtails and riding them from behind. So it's a disgusting, shitty... Uh, attack on Greta Thunberg, who's yeah, a minor. Who's a child. Yeah, who's a minor. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's absolutely gross. There's a bunch of stories about this company out there, and uh, three of them here, one from Gizmodo and a couple other places. But uh, but we got a bunch of messages about this. That's absolutely gross and disgusting. And and it shows it shows the mentality of the people who work there and who like run this place. No, it's just a gross group of conservative shitbags that that want to attack a young girl because she has a different standpoint. And they think that attacking her means raping her. Yeah. I Your ideas, I disagree with your ideas. And my counter argument is I would rape a child to show you how much I disagree with those ideas. That's the kind of human being you are not. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. Glad we live in this world. Well, if you, <laughs> I, I know. Hope, <laughs> 
I hope you, I hope people enjoyed our stream from this week. You can check it out. We talked about a lot about the Democratic primary. So if you are a listener to the show and you like the stuff that we talk about politically, uh, you can either go check us out on uh, YouTube or Twitch or whatever, and you can watch that stream. Or if you become a patron, you could just get in your podcast player this long discussion we had about Super Tuesday. So uh, that's gonna, that's releasing for patrons, hopefully sometime soon. I don't know if it's going to come out after this recording hits patrons or after Monday, but you will get our Super Tuesday discussion patrons. And if you uh, are uh, not a patron, you can become a patron and listen to it, or you can go check it out, like I said, on YouTube or any of the other places where our videos are. That is going to wrap it up for this week. Next week in studio, we hope to have some really great guests. We're not going to say it's going to happen because it never Mm -hmm. has. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but they've been guests in studio before and we have had a great time with them and it's going to be a blast. Yes, it is. And we are going to be talking about Alex Jones, hopefully. And so check it out next week. Uh, And also we will be live streaming late next week too. uh, So check that out too. But we're going to leave it like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.